Hi, Rogi. Well, welcome to another episode of Rogue Dad Podcast. I am George, your host, and this is the Kindergarten Tooth Fairy episode. Oh, yeah, it's also Father's Day. Hello, Rogi and Rogue Dads and Rogue Moms and Rogue Parents and Anyone else who might be listening, welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I am George, and like I said, today is the Kindergarten Tooth Fairy episode. So let's just start with the Tooth Fairy. You lost two front bottom teeth, and we got you a little vial with fairy dust in it and a note from the fairy under your your pillow. I gotta admit, I was surprised we didn't do like a dollar bill or something. I mean, dude, we could have even taken one out of your piggy bank and put it under your pillow. You wouldn't even know. And trying to do something different, trying to do something new, a little more personal. You know, everybody gets a dollar or whatever. I, I, I kind of like it. I wanted to do like maybe a, like I was thinking of a get out of jail free card. <laughs> like maybe if you get in trouble or you can't do something like maybe you could have this card to keep with you and you know next time i say hey you can't, you can't have ice cream like you can be like uh i got this card the tooth fairy gave me it says i can <laughs> but uh it's looking like we'll have a couple other opportunities your top top teeth are um getting a little wiggly but it was cool it's crazy just because you're getting so big man you're you're getting so big and it seems like it happens it's like you grow so much in this period in this time your vocabulary is getting better it's the way you're putting together words and your concepts and your thought process i'm seeing and i'm starting to see a pattern in it too uh more of a pattern of how you how you think and how everything has to be if it, if it was given to you in this certain order then it has to continue being given to you in this certain order and i'm i'm finding that out uh which you probably get from me because i'm fucking ocd as fuck but uh well i don't want to say that bad but enough you also finished kindergarten and you got an award for science, which uh, I went up there and tried to give you a little speech. I mean, I didn't know what, what was going on. I missed the other people going up there because I went out to the RV to get you some snacks and stuff. But I didn't know what to say. So I just I asked you what you thought science was. And I got, man, I started getting choked up when... Uh, I started talking. I always get choked up when I talk about you, though, man. You're, you're, you're my little buddy, man. You're my kid, my daughter. I, you know, I love you. Like, it's uh, it's hard to describe how much I love you because, man, just trying to give you a science word, I get all choked up just because I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. And I just want you to do good, you know, in life. Uh, and it's also Father's Day. Uh, well, it was Father's Day yesterday, but it's Father's Day, and I'm always 
a little thrown off by Father's Day just because it's new to me. I've only had five of them where I really gave a fuck about because, uh, let's face it, my dad wasn't around and I never really celebrated Father's Day. I remember growing up getting cards for Father's Day for my Uncle Steve. That was like my big and Pete. But that was like when I was little, little, because Pete came around when I was 11. Crap, Papa Pete. Uh, I just remember getting Father's Day cards for my Uncle Steve. And it felt weird. It, I mean, it didn't feel weird because, you know, he was a father figure and he was around. And, you know, my mom would always say, like, oh, we got to get your Uncle Steve a card. You guys need to sign Uncle Steve's card. I do remember it being like, man, I wish I could get my dad a card, even though I didn't like him. Or I just, I don't know. Because uh, you, when you're real little in school, they have you make cards for you know stuff so like mother's day will come around and you guys will all make a card uh for Ma mother's day and do the same thing for father's day memory serves me correctly i remember putting uncle on the card and it just felt weird it felt weird to put the word uncle on father's day you know like on it, it was just weird but you have changed my father because now I'm a father. And it definitely feels, it makes me think about past Father's Day more so than this Father's Day or the current Father's Day. Just because you're in my life, you know. My dad wasn't in my life fucking at all. He left when I think I was like three. I think when my mom found out she was pregnant, so the story goes, found out she was pregnant with your uncle Eric and I'm sure some kind of fight happened or whatever and he took off. Now, I'm sure I'm only recollecting and putting piecing together the stories that my mom had said. So I don't know if, to be honest, if any of that is true. That's just what I heard. But I do know that the truth is, is that he wasn't around at all as a kid. Um, I even remember I would go up to Grandpa's, Grandpa Dutra. I would get there because, you know, one of the trucks would come pick up me or Eric. You know, Grandpa Dutra used to own a diesel business. And he had like seven or eight drivers and that had all. You know, they, he had trucks, seven or eight trucks, and uh, he would send someone down to pick us up and then take us back up to Grandpa's. And I remember a few times, like enough to where I can picture it, where me and whoever, whatever driver, you know, it could have been my uncle, it could have been, uh, we had this other driver, Al. Uh, he would pick us up sometimes. Uh, could have been Grandpa. You know, Grandpa picked us up a lot. But it, uh, it, I, I remember I would see my dad's truck in the yard. And when we get there, he would just take off. Like, I wouldn't see him around the shop. I wouldn't see him anywhere. And I always used to think, like, <laughs> he knows I'm in this truck. 
he knows like i know my grandma told him his mom i know my grandpa told him you know his dad and i just remember thinking as a kid like why doesn't he even just want to say hi to me or like ask me how i'm doing or like anything he would go in there because he drove a truck for grandpa for years and he would come there unload his truck drop off his truck and bail uh, he never worked on his truck there that I saw, you know, he didn't hang out afterwards with like grandma and grandpa or, you know, like the other drivers did. Sometimes grandma would come out with food and, you know, sometimes grandpa would go pay me to go get food or, you know, the drivers would hang out and bullshit and it was a yard and he never did any of that. And I remember thinking like, how the fuck? can this guy just drive away when his son is in this truck 30 yards away, you know, like it would trip me out. And then after a while you start not being tripped out anymore and you start being hurt. And then that lasts forever. It never goes away. But it turns into anger real fast. It turns into, now I don't want him to talk to me. Now I don't want to see him because he didn't want to see me. And that's how it is when you're a kid. It's like, as soon as somebody does something to you, you want to do it back to them. And you don't understand it wasn't healthy in the beginning. It wasn't right for him to do it. There's a saying that says, Two wrongs don't make a right. And I know it's going to sound super cheesy, but that is a really, really good saying. You don't fix a problem by doing the same thing the person did to you. It just makes it worse. I lost years. I mean, maybe I could have changed things. Maybe if I would have just went and talked to him. And I, listen, I, I tried... You know, when I would see him on the weekends or when I wasn't getting dropped off or picked up, you know, I'd be around the shop and he would just, he ignored me a lot or he was just super mean. And the thing is, when you don't have a dad, it's like, even being mean to me was like some form of weird positive because it was some kind of attention. It was, it was an acknowledgement. He knew I was alive. You know, because it gets to the point where you're like, does this motherfucker even like realize I'm his kid? Like, <laughs> does he even know that it's me, his son? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> sometimes it just gets so weird. There, dude, there would be times where I would be working on a truck, changing a tire or welding something on there. My grandpa had me doing it or welding a toolbox on there or fixing something. And he would come in, he wouldn't say anything to me, and he would sit there and work on his truck and wouldn't talk to me. And I was embarrassed or ashamed. Like, I don't even know what I was, scared, you know, where I didn't know if I should say something first. I will say this. An another reason why it was really hard for me to even talk to him was because he was a violent dude. 
one of the first memories I have, and I think it's, man, I don't want to say it's my first memory in life because I always thought the stitches in my arm were, I, you know, I've got my arm caught on a chain link fence and I was hanging there and I, I got a gnarly scar. I got, I think it was like 36 stitches or something like that in my arm and I was just a little kid. I was hanging from a chain link fence. I fell off a roof and I was hanging from the chain link fence by my arm. Anyway, I used to think that was my first memory. And years and years ago, years, I forget, man, but I had heard a story of where my dad had a 1974 Chevy Nova. I threw up in the back seat of it. And apparently he smacked me around a little bit. I think I was like three, three or four. And for the longest, that was my only memory. Because like six, seven, nine, ten, all those years, I never saw him. I didn't see him again until I was 11. And I used to go up north every summer to grandma and grandpa's. So I didn't see him again until I was 11. And, you know, grandpa would always stop when they would be down south. Uncle Fred would stop and everybody would stop at uh, our house and hang out. We have dinner and everything whenever they were in town. So it wasn't like I didn't see anybody just because I didn't go up there. But I never saw him. I saw his brothers. I saw his dad. I saw his grandma. And then, you know, our grandma, my grandma Joanne, your great grandma has family in like Norwalk and stuff. So we would go over there. I didn't see him until I was 11. So for all of those years, my only memory of my dad was getting beat. I mean, I don't want to say beat, but definitely getting smacked around uh, because I threw up in his, his car. I mean, I don't know why I threw up. I, I'm it's probably sick or some shit. I don't know. But that was what I would be thinking of when I was writing uncle on the Father's Day cards. You know, I would always be, I would always refer back to the only memory I had of my dad on Father's Day. It wasn't a good one. So I, I hated him. I ended up hating him, man. And the funny thing is, is my mom used to just talk shit about him. And listen, I don't want to make this whole podcast about him, but it is, imp it is important to me that you know what I went through so you can compare it to what you're going through with me. And I want you to hear what I went through so you can see the changes that I've tried to make as a dad because it is important to me. I, I don't ever want you to hate me the way I hated my dad. And I don't ever want you to miss me. The way uh, I miss my dad growing up. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. But uh, I don't want that for you. I don't want you to go any length of time without seeing me. I know how hard that was for me, man. It, it was really hard growing up without a dad, being a little boy. And then being an older brother, too, you know. 
like seeing Eric with no dad and just, man, it, it was rough and I don't want that for you at all. So that's, I guess that's why I'm telling you this today, like on Father's Day is because it's important for you to know what other people's experiences, you know, so one, you can see how fortunate you are, how loved you are, how important you are, and it will hopefully shape the men you put in your life. Hopefully it will give you a better baseline for what a good dude is uh, by me being there for you. You got to show up for your kid. You have to. Uh, relationships, jobs, like those things come and go. But your kids, you you gotta you gotta show up, and you know that's uh that's one thing that I've I've tried to make my main focus with you is I gotta at least show up. All the other things will fall in place, you know. I'll figure out how to teach you things I'll but I just gotta be there I gotta be there and you know being there when you finish kindergarten you know I'm just I'm sitting there thinking of all the other things man, elementary school and junior high then high school and just man, what the hell is gonna happen with Rogue man like what is she gonna do and if I'm being completely honest, which that's what the whole point of this podcast is, I can have an honest conversation with my kid, is <laughs> I don't think you're going to go to school. <laughs> I think you're going to learn the basics and then you're going to do something artistic. You're going to do painting or acting or I don't know. I, I think you're going to be an actress. I think it's in your brain already that that's what you want to do. Uh, and, hey, if not, if you choose to go into any other field, I don't know, you could be a fucking chef, you could be a welder, you could, anything you want to do. But I, I just can't see a future for you where you're not being creative. It's just too much in your wheelhouse. Which makes me happy because I love being creative. And that was never nurtured. Well, that's not true. I take that back. I did draw a lot when I was a kid. And that was nurtured. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I said it wasn't. But a lot of the other things, you know, music, sports, uh, you know, it was more, those things were more, well, music came to me later in life because I had to teach myself, but it was more, man, this is going to sound so mean and so, but drawing was more of a thing that my mom could show people that she could say, see, look, he's not all bad. I remember thinking that like she fucking hated everything I would do, but if I drew something really good, she would take it to work and show everybody. Other than that, get the fuck in your room. Sports were kind of a thing where uh, it gets to get them out of the house for a while. And, you know, a, a lot of those things, too, they were expensive. Uh, and she was a single mom, so I'm sure a lot of these things had a f 
played a factor in, but none of my talents that I have now were nurtured and they just didn't happen now. They've always been in me because you have to have a certain aptitude to learn something in the first place. I mean, you can teach yourself, but if you don't have at least the original inclination to gravitate towards something like that, then it's probably going to be frustrating and you're not going to want to pick up on it because the only reason I picked up on, I was able to learn guitar is I had a natural musicality. Uh, if I didn't, I would have needed somebody to teach me, if that makes sense. I would have needed a coach or I wouldn't needed something. But because I had a musical inclination towards instruments and just a natural rhythm, I was able to pick up the guitar and show myself things. I don't know what that has to do with Father's Day, but... <laughs> oh, it was going back to you and uh, your science award, which definitely your favorite subject, but it's because you don't really like writing or arithmetic but you're going to need both those if you're going to be doing science especially math so it all kind of ties into each other but i'm very proud of you and i'm very proud to be your father on father's day and uh, i I'm, i hope you know you learn a little something about your father today on this podcast and i love you sweetie nothing will ever change that no matter what i'll always be the guy you can send a card to on father's day I love you.